We, we learn from the wisdom of those who have written in times past. Well, I'm a little jealous. I tried to get in some of those videos, and they wouldn't let me. So I decided today I would just bring the chair and the lamp. I got my coat. I got my pipe. I don't think I know how to hold this. And I brought fire. So today, we're going to learn a little about love from the wisdom of Brian Adams, who wrote, look into my eyes, and you will see what you mean to me. Search your heart, search your soul, and when you find me there, you'll search no more. Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. You can't tell me it's not worth dying for. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. Look into your heart, and you will find there's nothing there to hide. Take me as I am. Take my life. I would give it all. I would sacrifice. Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. You can't tell me it's not worth dying for. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. There's no love like your love. And no other could give more love. There's nowhere unless you're there. All the time. All the way. Yeah. I can't help it. There's nothing I want more. Yeah, I would fight for you. I lie for you. Walk the wire for you. Yeah, I'd die for you. You know it's true. Everything I do, oh, I do it for you. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll walk the wire for you. I will die for you. Oh, yeah, I would die for you. I'm going all the way, all the way, yeah. You know it's true. Everything I do, oh, I do it for you. Oh, hey, could you pass me some of that cheese? trust around here with you. Wow, that still keeps going. All right. A little trust around here. I mean, geez. Just a little love, that's all. All right. Uh, that was written a while back, right? Early 90s. That song was actually on the top of the charts in multiple countries. 600 or 6 million plus copies of that single sold. But it gives us an interesting understanding of love. I think a lot of times we, we want to talk about love in that sort of all-out commitment. I'm still wearing this jacket. <laughs> all right. That all-out, right, commitment of an undying love willing to give up everything. And maybe in some ways, that's some of what we think about with that theme verse, that love bears all things. Now, there's a lot of people in my life who have taught me just a bit about love. Here's a quick question. 
How many of you were born after October of 1996? Mm -hmm. In October of 1996, I started dating my wife. So for 20 years, we've been together. I know, there we were. We like 12 and 13. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so for 20 years, we have been together, which means I've crossed that threshold where she has been a part of my life longer than she has not been a part of my life, a wonderful gift to me. And here's what, what, you, what I've learned from her, right? Of course, you go into those sorts of relationships, and, and love is all about the, those gushing emotions and the sentiments and the butterflies and everything else. But what you learn is that love is so much more than that. She's a better example of this than I am, but that love is a sacrifice and a commitment. I've learned love from a lot of people. If we can go to the next picture. Those crew, those people as well. So Caden, our oldest, uh, he was born in my last semester at seminary. And, and here's what I learned about love. My eyes were open to a kind of love that is not based on any sort of memories and recollections, but uh, being bound and tied in a way that... I don't even know how to explain it, right? But just to have a capacity of, of love for another. To the point where, again, I said he was born like my last semester of, of seminary, right when all of my papers and exams were to take place. And so our regular schedule in those early weeks of his life would be that, that uh, I would, in the midst of studying and writing papers, I would take the, uh, shoot, summer would go to bed, I'd take the 9 o'clock feeding and the 11 o'clock feeding and the 1 o'clock feeding in the midst of doing papers, and then at around uh, 1 o'clock, or maybe it was the 3 o'clock, I can't even remember, I would go and wake her up, and she would take that feeding, and I'd go to bed until I need to be up for my 7 o'clock classes the next day. And it wasn't a big deal. I got the best grades that semester in my time at the seminary because of, of a love that's willing to take on those sorts of, of pieces. Then we have uh, Jonah. Jonah taught me about love, that although you have a limit to your time, and your energy and your effort that you have to figure out how it is that that gets divided amongst all the people in your world, that love is something that doesn't have to get divided, but that you can have a capacity for more and more love for the people in your life. And then there is hope, and we're in trouble with her. <laughs> she is the kind of a, a girl that uh, when you are like 200 feet away, sees you coming, and she will say it, come running to you in like slow motion with a big huge hug says I missed you today daddy and it melts your heart and then just because she's practicing learning all these different emotions out of nowhere she will just decide I don't love you today <laughs> and I hope she practices that every single day for every boy that may come around until she's at least 30 <clears throat> that's right I've learned a lot about love from a number of people in my life, and I imagine you've learned a lot about love from people in your life as well. I have learned that I have a, a, a greater capacity than, than for love than I could have ever understood or imagined. A willingness to put aside oneself for the good of others in ways I never imagined. And yet at the same time, every day, I am brought to the attention of knowing that I also am very limited in my capacity for love. 
and that I have challenges and difficulties with always being able to respond to those in my life with patience and care and kindness. You see, we feel, I think, a sense of desire to show sacrificial love. Willing to give up all, even life, right? That's what the song talks about. I'll give it all up, even life if needed. And yet in the simplest of moments, in our own brokenness, we can respond with a love that is turned in on ourselves, and so therefore it shows itself to others with impatience and frustration and all sorts of other categories of selfishness. I'm reminded of what Jesus said one time, and it's recorded in John chapter 15. Put up on the screen here. Where it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I'm reminded of a story about a brother and a sister. The story goes that the sister needed a, a blood transfusion. They were having a hard time finding a, a match. And so they went to the brother, uh, who was about five years old, and said, would you be willing to donate blood for your sister? And so after thinking about it hard for a while, he agreed. And so he was giving blood, and then at the end, when he was all done, he turned to the doctor and he said, so how long do I have until I start to die? Now, I don't know if this is a true story. (laughs) Snopes isn't so sure either. But here's the thing is, I think a story like that pulls at our heartstrings and it speaks to us at the core because we know that there is a desire for a type of love that is very hard and challenging and difficult for us to be able to exhibit to others and for us to have experienced from others in the midst of the brokenness of this world. Greater love is no one than this, that they would lay down their life a friend. And even as we measure the love that we have to give, maybe it is the kind of sacrificial love that was spoken about in that song. I think often if it is that, we often have the difficulty in that we reserve it only for those closest to us. I wonder how far are we able to draw that circle of who would get included in that kind of love in our lives. Because so often our choices to love are based on those whom we feel a personal connection to. Or or those with whom we think about how there would be a return on the investment for us and our well-being. And here's the interesting thing about the timing of Jesus when he spoke those words. This happened on the night when he was with his disciples before he would go to the cross for the sins of the world. No greater love is there than this that one would lay down their life for their friends. Now, it would seem that on that night, when Jesus shared these words, in the midst of all that was going on and happening, it might have brought great confusion to the disciples, who it seems did not fully understand the words that he was saying, the implications and the connections to the broader work that was taking place. But we know that they got it later on, Because we know that they would then spend the rest of their lives, the remaining days, telling others about the love of Jesus Christ. About a Jesus Christ who had loved them to the point of dying on the cross for their sins. For their broken, sinful lives. 
In fact, we know that there's a man named Paul who at first, in response to all these disciples, spent his energy persecuting and even putting to death those who would follow Christ. But upon encountering this love and this Christ, he would later write powerfully about this greater love. And he writes this, It is hard to imagine anyone dying for another. Maybe for a really, really good person, one might consider it. But this is how much Jesus loves us. He died while we were not good, but sinners, broken, disobedient, love-turned-in-on-ourselves sort of people. You see, this is a greater love. Maybe it's hard for you to imagine that someone could love you like that. Because you have experienced love from the world that is often uh, broken, it's often a, a misguided love. Maybe you've experienced even love from yourself, right? In such a way that it throws you to, causes you to throw your arms up and away because it's not a, a full love. It always has a little bit of a cost to it. That's how we simply often experience love in this world. So how could there be a greater love than what we have ex- simply experienced? And so often in the midst of all of that, whether in frustration or hurt or anger or just pure exhaustion and experience of that, we might just throw our hands up in the air and simply say, love is dead. And there was a time when that was true. You see, the Apostle John tells us that God is love. And the world did put love to death. When they nailed him to a cross. But then love rose from the grave a few days later. Love showed itself to the women who mourned his death, and he showed himself to disciples living in fear. And he tells us today that we, in all of our brokenness, were buried with him, we have been raised with him, and so that his perfect love is now alive in each one of us as well. And that is why he is able to call us to a greater love. A love that bears all things. And for most of us, it's not going to be a call to die for others. But it is a call to set aside ourselves and our needs and our desires in order to love others with our lives. We look at 1 John chapter 4. Here's what John writes. He says, Beloved, right? You, you who are dearly loved, let us love one another. For love is from God. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us, and he sent his Son for the propitiation of our sins, the full payment of all those sins. Beloved, dearly loved ones, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, I don't know what it means for your life. I don't know what it is to walk in your shoes, to be with the people in your life, to encounter the the ones that you encounter. But I do know that God calls us, and he says, I love you with the greatest love. 
love others in the same way. You did not choose me, I chose you, and there is no greater love. You join me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your love for each and every one of us. I pray that you would help us to live in that love which is fully alive because you have risen from the dead. And we pray that you would continue to make your love to be at work in each and every one of us. That we would be anchored into knowing how much it is that you love us and we would never doubt that for a moment. But also, Lord, that you would then empower and equip us to love others. We pray all these things in your precious name. Amen.